we just fucking do this? Let, let's just fucking get it going. Let's just hammer fist this home. <laughs> We're like a friendship, just like fucking fist. donkey punch. Your way fisting our way. Episode. We're just gonna fist it. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, welcome to episode forty-two. Wait, four. Forty-four. <laughs> I'm Christina. I'm Amanda. Hey, it's episode 44. You just knew it was even, huh? <laughs> I knew it was even. And we're past 40. We're past 40, so that's what I went with. <laughs> I was fucking wrong. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. Um, we do have a little announcement. Mm-hmm. This is going to be our last episode. Ever. <laughs> just kidding. In 2019. It's going to be our last episode for 2019. Bitches. Because we're we're calling it the end of season one, so this is our season finale, mm-hmm. which we did not plan out, so these stories may be good or bad for a season finale. <laughs> we just decided that we're going to take a couple of weeks, regroup. regroup, come back with a new plan of attack. A little more well thought out, a little more organized. Try and get on some more platforms, um... Get a Patreon set up. Just get, get just, some more things going. Get some more things going in regards to it, and we want it to be, like, a well-put-together podcast. So, we're just gonna take, and it's the holiday season, shit's crazy already, we don't want anything to be rushed, and we don't want to keep giving you excuses for why we're not posting, so mm-hmm. we're just taking a couple weeks, gonna get a game plan together, get into a new studio area, and kind of just regather ourselves for the new year, and then I believe, let me pull the calendar up, we're shooting for the first episode of season two, we're th- January 1st is a Wednesday. Well, ain't that perfect. Day. So we'll just do first day of 2019, January 1st. 2020. That's what I fucking meant, 2020. <laughs> uh, we this will, is why, we, we're just gonna take a little need. break. We need a fucking calendar on the wall. I'm just saying. We need some visuals. Um, so, uh, we wanted you to be aware of that, so we don't just go radio silent. We'll probably throw up... I've got enough content for a couple of blooper reels. Mm -hmm. Um, I might try to dig out one of our old recordings from... When we first tried to start. When we first tried starting a podcast. Oh, Um, and throw that up, just so it's not... You're not hearing from us at all, but it's not going to be any real, like, super new material until the first of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. It's basically, we got the nuts and bolts down to this whole podcast thing, and now we're going to refine it so that we can actually move forward and m- make this into more than just a... Make it a thing instead of a hobby. Exactly. So, so um, with that being said, I think that's really all we had to talk about in the beginning of this one. Yeah, because we just talked about our week and stuff, so... Yeah. So, we're just going to dive right into... Season finale. Season finale. I wish I had done a better case. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you know, if I would have known. This is what happens when we fly by the seat of our pants. But this case is good. It's just not as long as mine are normally. Right. But there's, it's kind of a straightforward story, but it's fucking crazy. So, oh. strap in. Sorry, my my sound did something weird. Oh, I was so like, then I had to sit there and you, wait for it to come like, back because okay? I stretched it out. Are, are and you it ready? Went, <laughs> <laughs> it went. <laughs> Sound like a turkey. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, oh yeah, this is coming out. That one was coming oh, out. We didn't say it. Oh. <laughs> happy oh. Happy belated Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> 
Fucking A. Fucking A, man. All right, I'm ready. All right. So this is the, um, it's either the world's or the United States' largest kidnapping ever. Largest, like, size-wise or most? Yeah, the person they kidnapped <laughs> is the largest American they've ever seen. This is why I stay, stay hefty. <laughs> Just hefty. I eat I'm a lot of cake. I'm kidnap. <laughs> Try and kidnap you, bitch. I'll go dead weight so hard on you. <laughs> Guess you're just gonna kill me here. <laughs> I'm not going to no second location. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so the largest, like most well known? No, the most people. Oh. No one time. Like, is it like a truckload? Just fucking. Can I tell the story? I'm. Jesus. <laughs> I always know when I hit a like right button because you get real aggressive instead of jokey. <laughs> Just saying. I always know when I'm right because... Because you freak the fuck out. <laughs> Stop writing my stories! Stop talking! It's like, I just made a joke before and you were laughing. <laughs> the many personalities of me. <laughs> I don't know what to do. What do you want from me? Okay, so Thursday, July 15th, 1976. I actually, actually asked my dad about this because he's old. And mm-hmm. I was like, do you remember this? And he's like, you know, now that you tell me, yeah, I do remember that. And I'm like, it's fucking weird, man. <laughs> um, so on July 15th, 1976, at around 4 p.m., school bus driver Frank Edward Ed Ray. So his name was Frank Edward. They called him Ed Ray. I don't know why. He's <laughs> uh, got a lot of names again. He was transporting 26 students from Dairyland Elementary School home from a summer class trip to the Chowchilla Fairground swimming pool. Chilla. It's in California. Okay. Uh, it was July, hot, and the next to last day of summer school. Uh, he knew all of the kids. Some were grandchildren of his own classmates from high school, so it's just kind of small town, like Aww. basically my dad in a nutshell. Oh, it's my dad. I'm in a nutshell. This is me in a nutshell. <laughs> How do I get me out of this nutshell? Austin Powers. All <laughs> yeah. right. That's where we went with that. <laughs> Um, and the kids on the bus ranged from ages 5 to 14. Okay. Uh, he saw a white van stopped in the middle of the road. He slowed down to see if it was someone with engine trouble. And from the ditch came three gunmen with nylon stockings covering their faces. Holy shit! Uh, one of the men got on the bus and held a gun on Ray um, while another took over the, the bus driving seat. So the driver's seat. And then the third man followed in a van. Yeah. The youngest on the bus, who was five, Monica Artery, asked the gunman with the pantyhose over his face, with the legs hanging alongside his head like ears, if he was the Easter Bunny. Oh my god. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) That's so terrifying. Are you the Easter Bunny? Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Uh, The oldest boy on the bus was, he was the son of a rodeo cowboy. His name was Mike Marshall, and he was 14. Okay. So... The children and Ray were then, they drove the bus to a, um, like a empty, like, ditch area, and then loaded the children in and Ray into the back of two vans. They were held in the back of the vans and driven around for 11 hours with no water and no bathroom breaks. Um, some of the smaller kids started throwing up from the motion sickness. Uh, the older kids started singing songs to cheer them up, uh, like Boogie Nights, Love Will Keep Us Together, and If You're Happy and You Know It, Clap Your Hands. But the longer the dro- drive w- went on, they changed the words to If You're Sad and You Know It. 
clap your hands. Which is so sad. I... Okay. Just keep going. At 3.30 a.m., they arrived at a Livermore Quarry about 100 miles from Chowchilla. There, uh, in the early morning hours of July 16th, the kidnappers forced the victims to climb down a ladder into a buried moving truck. So they, like, made a tomb out of an old moving truck. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Uh, that they had stocked with a small amount of food and water and a number of mattresses. They made each of the children give them their name and a piece of clothing. Oh, they were gonna try to get... For ransom. Oh my god. So, the mattresses along one wall were all dirty mattresses and, like, containers of still water. Uh, there were only two air tubes above them. And once the last child had climbed down the ladder, they slammed the door. Like, it was like they dug a hole and put the moving truck in it. Mm -hmm. And then buried it on top. So they had two tubes with air holes, but then they put a big metal sheet and then a bunch of car batteries and heavy weights on top of that sheet and then threw dirt on top of it. So they buried them alive with two air holes. I fucking hate this. Um, Like, legitimately, it's making my chest tight. mm -hmm. Okay. So the children started crying and screaming. A couple of them fainted. Ray tried to sue them, but he was also losing his shit and crying. Um, as they threw, like, weight on the van, the, like, sides of the van started to shift, and they were sure, like, the... They They thought it was gonna, yeah. ...collapse on top of them. Um, but Mike Marshall, the 14-year-old, announced out loud to all of the children that he wasn't going to die without trying to get out. Get it, Marshall! So, Ray and Mike and a couple of the older children started stacking mattresses, which enabled them to reach the opening at the top of the truck, which they had covered with a heavy sheet of metal and further weighed down with about two 100-pound industrial batteries. Um, They continued to, like, bang and push at the roof of that, um, and they had to take breaks to pour water over their heads to fight heat exhaustion because of how hot it was. Well, yeah, all those bodies in the And because there wasn't a lot of air in there. um, The... Michael managed to wedge the lid open with a piece of wood and shift the batteries by, like, banging it. Right. Push them to Um, the side or whatever. And then they started to dig away at the debris and dirt blocking and make a path. And then he helped the 16, or the, the children, or 16 hours after they had been forced inside the buried truck, he helped the last child out of the truck and then climbed out himself oh my god and then the full group emerged and walked to the quarry's guard shack near the shadow cliffs east bay regional park where they called the police holy fucking shit this is like a movie i know what the hell it's so fucking that's so heroic i know wow okay so the quarry owner's son 20 year old frederick newhall woods the fourth He's, quickly he came, sounds like a very entitled big person. old douchebag. <laughs> uh, he was quickly came under suspicion as one of the people who had one of the only people who had the keys to the quarry and enough access to have buried the moving truck there. So he had access to all the machinery, everything right. he needed to bury the moving truck. Plus, the only one, one of the only ones with keys to the actual quarry. Fucking stupid. Uh, I he, wonder who did it. God. He and two of his friends. Brothers James and Richard Schoenfield, 24 and 22, had previously been convicted of Grand Theft Auto, for which they had been sentenced to probation. Um, 
A warrant was executed on the estate of Woods' father, and their police recovered one of the guns used in the kidnapping, as well as a draft of a ransom note, but the three men had fled. So, Woods was caught two weeks after the kidnapping in Vancouver, Canada. James Schofield had been captured earlier the same day in Menlo Park, California, while Richard had voluntarily turned himself in to an authorities eight days after the kidnapping. So, the kidnappers had been unable... So, they had they had thought this whole plan out, because they were all in debt. So, okay. they were going to kidnap this busload of school kids, put them in this truck, and then ransom each of the families. So, they figured the more families they could ransom, the more money they could get. And they were hoping for getting to get, like, five million. But they couldn't... You're so fucking dumb. The kidnappers had been unable to call for the ransom demand of five million. They were actually going to get it from the state, because they had right, so look, many... look, we have all these... We have 16 right. children, and the state, I guess, they had heard on the news that the state had a... They got something in taxes, so they had extra spend-down money that they had to get rid of. So they were like, we're going to kidnap this bus of kids and, take and then that call money. the state and have the state's going to pay it because we have 16 children and they were going to want the kids back. So they couldn't get through to the Chowchilla Police Department with their ransom demand because the phone lines were tied up by media calls and the families trying to find their fucking kids. So, God. they got, they, like, got drunk and went, we're just gonna go to sleep, and we'll, we'll try again, and later. we'll call again in the morning. <laughs> then they woke up in the morning to the news reports informing them that all the victims had freed themselves and escaped. <laughs> They're so like, they just, oh. they just blew this whole fucking plane. <laughs> run, run, run. So, all oh three of these God. boys came from very wealthy families, but because they had, they were deeply in debt, they decided, like I had said, that they needed multiple victims to get multiple millions, and they picked the children because children are precious, and the state would be willing to pay any ransom for them. They don't fight back, and they'll, they're vulnerable, and they will mind. <laughs> nah, bitch. <laughs> so... All three of the perpetrators pled guilty to kidnapping for ransom and robbery, and they refused to plead guilty to infliction of bodily harm. Uh, as a conviction on that count in conjunction with the kidnapping charge carried a mandatory sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. Okay. So, they went to trial, and on the bodily harm charge, they were all found guilty and given the mandatory sentence. But their convictions were overturned by the appeals court, which found that physical injuries sustained by the children, which were mostly just cuts and bruises, uh, did not meet the standard for bodily harm under the law. Couldn't, like, just putting them in a situation where they can't breathe and could possibly die considered to if be... They, yeah, if they had died, but they didn't. Oh, it's like that, oh, attempted murder, just because you didn't succeed in yeah. what you were trying because to do? because you were bad at what you were trying to do, we're not going to charge Fucking you the full stupid. sentence. Okay. So, they were resentenced. <laughs> God, that voice. Okay. Okay. Fuck. They were resentenced to life with the possibility of parole. Okay. So, Richard Schoenfield was released in 2012, and James was paroled in August of 2015. They were, it was, like, um... Frederick Woods is kind of the mastermind, and then those two are the lackeys. The little henchmen? Yeah, so they were released. In October of 2019, Frederick Woods was denied parole for the 19th time. His next parole hearing is not set until 2024, 
and it was due to the fact that over the years, all of his denials have included his continued minimization of his crime, Mm -hmm. as well as disciplinary infractions for possession of contraband, pornography, and cell phones in prison. So basically, he still can't follow the rules. He's still just like, um, I'm going to do whatever the but fuck I But I can want. do what I want to, mm-hmm. so... It was also found that he was running businesses from prison, and money was going into bank accounts. Like, he had a vineyard. He had, like... He was still part of the quarry running. Like, he had somehow managed to be a part of all of these business ventures while in prison. You're not supposed to do that. Right. You can't do that. <laughs> okay. Um... So, in 2016, a workers' compensation lawsuit filed against Woods also revealed that he had been, like I said, running several businesses. It's including a gold mine, a car dealership, all from behind bars without notifying authorities as required. You may want to say that again. I'm sorry. I went to move my foot and it flung out and slammed into the table. (laughs) Fine. So, um, because he'd been running all of these different businesses and he hadn't notified any of them, uh, he, and he was also the heir to two wealthy California families, the Newhalls and the Woods. He inherited a trust fund from his parents that was in one court filing to be worth over $100 million. What the fuck? Uh, He had also married three times while in prison and had purchased a mansion about 30 minutes away from the prison for his wife to live in. His wife's? Well, like, he'd kick one out and marry another one. (laughs) Whatever. For all his sister wives. So, yeah. (laughs) So... They settled out of court, I think, for, like, undisclosed amounts for each of the victims. Um, Frank Edward, or Ed Ray, uh, received a California School Employees Association citation for outstanding community service. He died in 2012 from cirrhosis of the liver. Okay. Uh, But he he was visited by many of the school children he had helped Mm. save. And every every February, he has has been declared Edward Ray Day in Chowchilla. I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. What about, oh, are you going to say it? No. Mike Marshall? They don't really say anything about him. Oh, I wanted to hear an update on his yeah. life and how awesome he well, is as a human. This is kind of sad. A study found that the kidnapped children suffered from severe panic attacks, mm-hmm. nightmares involving kidnappings, kidnappings and death, and personality changes. Many developed fears such as things as cars, the dark, the wind, the mm-hmm. kitchen, mice, dogs, and hippies. We're all afraid of hippies, kid. <laughs> like, I get it. <laughs> um, And one shot a Japanese tourist with a BB gun when the tourist's car broke down in front of his house. So they all uh, have, like, PTSD. Yes. Many of the children continued to report symptoms of trauma at least 25 years after the kidnapping, including substance abuse, depression, and a number have been in prison for doing something controlling to somebody else. Oh, I'm sure. Trying to get back control yes. in their mind um and then in 2016 the 25 surviving kidnapped children settled a lawsuit that they had filed against their kidnappers the money they received was paid out of frederick woods's trust fund and although the exact settlement amount was not disclosed one survivor stated that they had each received enough to pay for some serious therapy but not enough for a house Uh, and i have i was gonna show you i'm gonna pictures of the fucking where they were held it's so fucking creepy because you can see the um like the fucking where it started to like buckle right the fucking i can't even imagine like i totally get why they have ptsd though like that's 
like crazy amounts of trauma to do on something do with something that happens every single fucking day of your life you get on the bus you that's go to him school. with some of the kids oh and then <laughs> they had to climb Holy down shit. into that you see how it's buckling yeah up? yeah and then like that's a color Ugh. And then... This is them dragging the moving truck out. So they were, like, dug into a side. Mm-hmm. Basically, like... Yeah. Tipped. So yep. then they could put the stuff on top of it to hold it shut. There. That's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so crazy. Yeah. It's... Holy shit, dude. It's a crazy story, right? I've never heard that before. I hadn't before. either. I don't even... I honestly have no idea how I even found it. I was just trying to find a th- second story, and I was like, mm, I don't know what series of words landed me on that, <laughs> but it was like the first one in Google, and I'm like, the fuck is this? And I click on it, and I was like, what do you mean? Like, what? And I had a whole other story. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do one more search, because I'll, or I'll land on this one. And I was like, the fuck is this? <laughs> and clicked on it. It makes me think of something that would be on, like... Law and Order or Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds yeah. Or there something. is one on Criminal Minds, but it's a serial killer. And he kidnaps car. a bus of kids. Oh. And they have to let the serial... They found the serial killer. They're holding him at a diner, but there's also a bus of kids that were kidnapped. Oh, yeah. That he was holding out in the desert, and it was either I tell you the location of the kids, or the kids die and you capture me. Isn't that the guy that ends up being the one that... Okay, well, I don't want to spoil anything. It's fucking 20 years old. Okay. It's fine. Um, that ends up killing What's-His-Face's wife. Yes. Because they let him go to get the kids. Yes. Or they yep. let him go, but they more, like, try to set up a trap, but it didn't follow through. Yes. Yes. And then later on, he comes back and... Yep. Kills his wife. Kills his fucking wife. Yeah. Bitch. God, I I love that show. I know, it's a good show. I watched it. That was, like, binge that when I had my ankle surgery. It's so good. It's really fucked up, though, if you're on painkillers watching it and you fall asleep, the dreams you have... I just have those dreams like, anyway. I know, but I don't. So <laughs> I remember texting you like, dude, I had one of your dreams. It was fucking scary. <laughs> They're a good time. They're a good time. Most of my dreams have to deal with like like I'm in like a real setting, like it's like work and like weird shit is happening. Or like and half the time I don't even remember them. I just wake up and go, that was fucking weird. But I don't remember like what it was. That's just the first thought I have. It's funny because I won't remember my dreams really i mean i'll remember them but i won't remember them until something like jogs a memory of my dream and i'm like oh shit yeah that one you know i wake up very abruptly i think it shocks the dreams out of my like (laughs) and then um the other thing i do if i don't wake up abruptly i wake up so slowly that my brain's awake and i'm having conversations but i'm not making any sense like i was sleeping on the couch and i was like what is it why are you doing that and dad's like what are you talking about i was like i was wanting i was watching that and he's like you've been asleep for two go back to sleep i'm like what are you talking about and then i was like i don't know what i'm doing and he's like yeah just roll back and just go back you're just that's bill used to do that when i was younger and go it to freaked sleep. me the you're fuck so, out your brain is awake but your body's not just roll back over just shush, 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 shush. well that's cuz he used to like, when I was, we had just moved, so I was, like, probably seven, um, 
he was sleeping on the couch taking a nap and we had this little like little tiny tv because we had just moved into this house and i turned it off i was watching goofy movie on vhs not a big deal but mm-hmm. i turned it off and he was like why would you turn off the tv <laughs> and he was asleep so he just like hollered in and i was like what the fuck and I ran and I cried. I turned it back on and I ran and I cried to my mom. And she's just like, he's asleep. He's not actually yelling at you. Because I was done watching the movie. He can yell at me when I leave the TV on. <laughs> it's like, what do you want from me? Oh, oh God, good one. Funny. I've never heard that. That's so crazy. It's weird, wasn't it? Uh, I, lo- I mean, I don't love it, but kind of. Because mm-hmm. all of them lived. Even though yeah. they lived shitty lives. Most of it's them. It's an uplifting story. Now Amanda's gonna gonna take us down. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. I'm going to tell you about Armin Muse, a.k.a. the Rottenberg Cannibal. So first, I'm going to say I've heard it Maves and Muse. So I'm just going to go with Muse because it's easier for me to say. Just fucking pick one. So Armin Muse was born on December 1st of 1961 in Germany. Germany. What? West Germany before they switched it to just all be in Germany. The third son of his mother who had the first child with who okay. So she has three kids. He was the first child with her third husband. Jesus. Okay. Yes. Her his oldest brothers were her his older brothers were fifteen and six when he was born. Okay. So we're like bing bang boom. Okay. Okay. So September 1970, at eight years old, Armin's father left after an argument between him and his mother and then never returned. So Armin's mother was a very dominant woman and a little bit twisted, according to things like kind of a weird relationship, weirdly close and controlling. Um, With his brothers moved out and his father gone, Armin developed an imaginary friend that he called Frankie and his favorite children's story was Hansel and Gretel. Okay. There is nothing creepier to me than children with imaginary friends. I had an imaginary friend. I automatically assume it's a demon. Alex has an imaginary friend that she calls Fofo and it's a stick that lives in a tree in her backyard. And Yeah, that's for sure a woodland demon. Yeah, and so then uh we're in kentucky and there's like a like a stick art above us and she goes hey tt like what and she goes this one's fofo and i'm like that's creepy kid stop it and then she'd be like i need to call fofo and like pick up the phone and like fucking talk to fofo i'm like that's it's a stick it's a stick in the woods i'm like that's that's a demon um molly legitimately had like uh, imaginary friend who was a little girl who lived in a house on the hill is what she used to say. That's creepy. Yeah. See, children with imaginary friends creep me the fuck out. Stop talking to demons. They don't exist. I had an imaginary friend named Ducky. That That's was a washcloth. Weird. Mm-hmm. I think I might have just made it up because I felt like I needed an imaginary friend. You don't need an imaginary friend. I don't know, For any man. of the children listening to this podcast, you don't need an imaginary just friend. Just go talk to real people. Yeah. But sometimes they think it's real people. Which is why it's a demon Mm -hmm. and you need to stop talking to it. All right. The power of Christ compels you. (laughs) Back on in. Where was I? So he liked Hansel and Gretel. Okay. Okay. That was his favorite children's story. Because she eats them. 
That's what I think. Because they eat her. That's what I think. I think they it was his first oven. like obsession with that thought. Ugh. Um his early or as early as this he began fantasizing about eating his friends. <laughs> like he would think about legitimately have like daydreams about eating his friends. And so he did this and he was thinking about it because he never wanted them to leave him like all the people in his life had. His brothers, his dad, and all he had was his mother. Okay, Sagawa. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like this weird, like, psychological thing. I don't know. People just, are weird. Just a hairy man thigh. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. So Armin's mother was what one would call a helicopter parent. And had no problem belittling him anywhere and everywhere they were. She's not a helicopter parent. She's a 60s helicopter parent. Right. Well, That's I, worse. Because that almost, involves beating. <laughs> I almost like would categorize her as like a tiger mom expecting all these things from him. And then like making him feel like shit if he doesn't follow through oh, with what she yeah, thinks. Yeah, but like a 60s. But like a mean. Like mean. 60s. <laughs> yeah. So in ninth grade, Armin missed six months of school due to an ear infection. And had to repeat that year. Um, when he was 18, he joined the infantry battalion in the military stationed in Rottenburg, Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, he was very submissive as a soldier. And, I mean, I guess in my mind it makes sense since his mom was so controlling. He was good at taking orders and, you mm-hmm. know, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Which made it easy for other soldiers to domineer him and kind of belittle him as well. So he was basically abused in the army as well. He brought his mother as a date to a Christmas party for the military. And then got drunk and (laughs) totaled his car, lost his license. Then he got his license back and totaled that one and did the same thing, lost his license. So he's kind of a fuck up. Mm-hmm. So when Armin would um, would finally have dates, because he didn't very often, his mother would chaperone his dates. He was over 18. So that's a little fucking weird. That's real fucking weird. Right? Like, can you imagine? No, thank you. In 1991, Armin decided to become a computer technician. And take care of his now sick mother. So once he got out of the military, he was like, you know what? I'll go to school for computer technicians, get on the ground floor running. Because this is when it started taking off into being more than just like the government having computers, you know. So he thought there was good money in it and he would take care of his mother because she had gotten sick. A couple of things I read said that um, this was the early time of the internet and computer technology and he would basically photoshop pictures of people to look like they were dismembered so i just imagine like paint you know mm-hmm. and like pretending i think it's shopped <clears throat> i think <laughs> thank you i think you did that <laughs> i think it's shopped this is very low pixel sir <laughs> i i can tell i'm picturing like arms like different directions and, right like, right like pixelated blood that's what i'm imagining <laughs> pixelated bukkake <Ew. laughs> in 1999 armin's mother passed away from cancer oh armin stayed in the house that they lived in and he made like sort of a shrine to her so that made me Very think of gainy weeny gainy weeny um having a plastic I like mannequin. the nicknames for the serial killers now. <clears throat> oh, you're such a little geeny weenie. Geeny weenie. 
he had a plastic mannequin and he would turn down the blankets every night to put the plastic mannequin to bed as if his mother was still there. That's like the guy who, um, in Florida. Yeah. What's his name? What's his um, nuts? The, he's German too, but he, the body guy. <laughs> the body guy. He stuffed her hoo-ha with a paper towel. Yeah, so can... um, pa- uh, Carl... Tan, 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 tans, Tansler. Tansler. Tans, sorry. Yeah. I was like, kind of a Carl. It's like he stuffed the hoo-ha with the paper towel roll. <laughs> it's a dry entry. No. Really um, sticks with you. <laughs> oh, no. It said about this time that Armin began to look at pornographic pictures on the internet. Oh, he so found that porn Okay, wait. Can we sidebar for just a second? I told you I got new phones. Uh-huh. And my dad's email, for whatever reason, he gets nonstop, like, fuck buddy requests. Like, through his email and, like, porn requests and stuff. So we're getting new phones at the T-Mobile store. <laughs> and he asks the T-Mobile people if they if they know of a way to stop the emails. And the girl, because she was a smartass, goes, well, the first thing I would suggest is to stop looking at porn. <laughs> like yeah dad quit going to Pornhub (laughs) no I totally do too in my junk it looks like I am trying to find some sort of dick all the time they're like so and so invited you to a personal chat I know yeah yeah dad gets that all the time so the whole time he was like I know I just wanted to go away and I was just like yeah dad you just need to quit googling just spending all your time on Pornhub and mom's like Thomas J you better not (laughs) He's not actually. He's not. It's just spam. It's just what they do. They find something that works and they just keep sending shit. We were like, I was dying of laughter and mom was dying of laughter because you're just embarrassing the fuck out of It's like, I. Why did. I would never. Porn. I don't call them that. I don't call them that. I don't call them maintenance holes. Oh, Thomas. Oh boy! Not the prostitutes' honey pots. <laughs> Anywho, sorry. Back into the story. So he started looking at pornography as soon as his mom died. It seems like when mom's away, Armin's gonna play because all of a sudden he was like really into this weird stuff and not just like pixelated bukaki. No, <laughs> no. You know dismemberment. Um. Anywho, so. This eventually evolved into looking at torture and pain porn. Oh. So, you know, that's usually where it leads. BDSM. What the fuck? This led to chat rooms and forums to actually discuss things with people. Uh, Because that's where everybody gets together to talk about their fucked up things. Surprisingly, he found other people who also fantasized about cannibalism on the forum Cannibal Cafe. Ew. Ew. The title page, hold on, the title page of this forum read, Welcome to the Cannibal Cafe board. This board is like the rest of the website, being provided to you by necrobabes.com via their necrobabes.org. Meanwhile, we here at Cannibal Cafe, in association with the California and Midwest Human Female Stockmen's Association, hope that you will use... Use and enjoy the forum 
to exchange with the exchange of messages and notices. So basically this is them saying we have a legitimate like backing, but you use it as you will. We say just exchange messages and notices. So don't use this as a terrible site other than like just talking about your things. But there was like innocent stuff on there too, where it was like they'd make friends and just start talking about just normal stuff. But there some fucked up shit on there. It's called Cannibal Cafe. They're talking about what they like to eat, that they want to eat people. Yeah. All Excuse of this me. was run by a man named Paraloco. Uh, he was a prophet, I guess, of like a small sect of a cult, they called him. He claimed to be a supplier of female human meat to other countries. Ew. He also claims that all of these women volunteered themselves for these different snuff films and or as sex slaves. So cool class act guy anyway. Even if that's not true, just saying that is terrible. So Armin be became Frankie on these boards, his imaginary friend. Okay. Frankie's message on the board was in search for a young boy between 18 and 25 years old, have you a normal body and healthy body? I will butcher you and eat your horny flesh. He actually gets quite a few responses to this with most people um, backing out when they find out it's not just a fantasy, like we're going to like sext for a lack of better words. I actually want to eat your I actually, like, it's reality. He would like to find somebody who will meet up with him so he can eat them. There was a man named Borg Jose, who, which, what I feel a like, name. I know, I think it's like Borge, but, who met up with Armin. He got as far as being laid out on Armin's table to be butchered, but then he got sick and Armin released him from the butcher board and Armin's fantasy included that the victim had to be voluntary. He didn't have any interest in making someone do something that they did not want to do. It wasn't about that for him. So he was like, as soon as he was like, I don't want to do this. Armin was like, okay, well, bye. And like sent it, let him, sent him on his way. That's weird. So, then Frankie found Burnt Jürgen Brands. Burnt Jürgen Brands? Yeah, it's Brands. 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 Uh, Brands. So he replied Jürgen to Frankie. Bergen? Sorry. Bird hurt. He replied to Frankie on Valentine's Day of 2001 saying, I am 36 years old, so he's out of his like age range that mm -hmm. he has on there. 175 centimeters and weigh about 72 kilos. I hope you are really serious about this because I really want it. Very romantic for a Valentine's mm -hmm. Day message. After this, they exchanged a few emails deciding the best way to go about what they wanted to do and decided to meet on March 9th. And Brand suggested that Frankie, actually in one of the exchanges that the police saw later, suggested that he use his skull as an ashtray. Like he, he wanted want him to. Dude, um, so this is just two fucked up people yeah. having a fucked up meet and greet. 
It's yeah. gross. So on the day of the meeting, Rands goes to Frankie's, Armin's, house. Before leaving, Rands deleted all of his browser history and his email. He told his partner that he was going on a work trip, sold his car, and bought a one-way ticket to the cat or to Castle, Germany, from Berlin, where Frankie was going to pick him up. So he was like fucking all in, jumped on board, basically cut all ties to his life and left. They got to Armin, aka Frankie's house, and he makes them coffee. In the sitting room, Brand sat and he stripped naked and told Frankie to admire his dinner. Yeah. This, <laughs> your eyes are pretty much me reading this. I'm like, what the fuck? Hey. <laughs> That's fucking weird. Right? I don't mean to malign anyone's like, weird little king fantasies, you, but that's it's weird. fucking weird. <laughs> it's weird. Hey, it's fucking weird. There's a difference between thinking about it and, and actually it. fucking doing it. After that, Brands gets Admire cold feet. dinner. <laughs> so after he gets all like aggressively like, look at you, look at me, I'm naked and you're going to eat me. Uh, Brands <sighs> gets cold feet and wants to go home. So... Armin starts taking him back to the station because again, Armin's not interested mm-hmm. in like all outright murdering somebody who isn't willing. But Brands had an even bigger like conniption panic attack about what he was gonna do when he got home. He sold his car, he told his partner he was gone. Like, how is he supposed to explain all of this? So he decided that they would actually return back to the house. So I don't know if at this point they had decided that, yes, they were going to go through with it or just let's go back and like, can I just please think about like what I'm going to do? Either way, once they got back, they talked about it. They got back to plans and Armin set up a camera to document the event. Inside his soundproof slaughter room, Brands takes some sleeping pills a bottle of cough medicine and downed it with a drink. Brands got so his big request was that Armin would bite his dick off and eat it. I don't want to play anymore. This I, is gross. Yeah, he requested it. This gives a whole new meaning to eating dick. So, Frankie Armin attempts to bite off his dick and couldn't do it because the muscle's too tough. Yeah. And you don't have canine teeth that are supposed to tear at meat. So years of evolution have taken care of that. Yes, exactly. We don't need them anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's why we don't have them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, he attempts a few times. Oh uh, not working. No. Ow. That's when he grabs a knife. Oh no, he cut oh, oh you but the knife at him. Oh just uh, the knife no. wasn't even sharp enough to cut it. No. Oh. So it was blunt and he tried and tried and tried, had to go. <gasps> Oh, no. To another room to get a sharper knife. No. Yeah. Can you imagine this poor guy's dick is getting beat to shit? No. And he's just like, yeah, keep going. Just, oh, God, no. And that did it. So. I don't have a dick and I'm clenching my lady bitch right now because it sounds so fucking terrible. No. So. Absolute. I'm uncomfortable just for future reference with this entire fucking story. I don't like it. 
Well, I could have done this one. And the other one that you said no thank you to. <laughs> so he cuts off his dick. And I am sum- assuming that Brands is like rigid hard because this is like his fucking He's got dream. Like a- I feel like the minute he starts cutting, he's no longer hard. Oh, but blood sprayed out of the wound. <laughs> and according to some sources that I read, I'm he so only screamed for like a couple minutes and then he was fine. Well, he, or sure he went he was... into shock. Yeah, I'm sure he was um, in sh- Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Ooh. So after severing the penis. I've heard this story before. I don't know why it's making it so weird for me. I don't. After severing the penis. After severing the penis. Frankie blanched it. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, seasoned it with salt, pepper, and garlic. And then fried it in a pan. And once it was cooked... Salt, pepper, and garlic. That's the most white seasoning for me. You're in Germany. I know. Like you, We, we talk about just, like potatoes I'm, and onions are the spiciest things I'm you get. I'm surprised he didn't just use salt and pepper. Like The fact that he used garlic is very like... <laughs> Oh, he's getting fancy. Getting fancy with it. Uh, so once it was cooked, it had shriveled into a small piece because you know, oh, it's a little micro peen. Meat shrinks, and it was way too chewy to consume. <laughs> so he gave it to his dog. Oh, his dog ate the dick. Oh no, his dog ate the penis. After that, what about the? What's the? Is he just sitting there with like a? Yeah, like a hole where his there. dick should be. Ken doll. Fucking Ken doll in it with blood everywhere in the other room while he's making a gourmet much, dick yeah. meal for his dog. Pretty much. Uh, the whole house just smells like blood and garlic now. Ugh. <laughs> Sounds fucking salty as hell. Like scalded flesh. Just, oh God. That's, it must smell so bad in the uh, apartment. After all that happened, Frankie ran Brands a bath and then just went to the other room and read a Star Trek book with his dick? Yeah, laid him in the bath. Did he like bandage up the dick hole or is it still He was in the bath. Flop it open. Brands in the bath. But there's like how does he pee now? There's like vital. He just pees out the hole. Just out the hole that he made? (laughs) This is, I'm so confused with the anatomy of what's happening down there now and I'm very concerned Every, like, 15 minutes or so, Armin would check on Brands, but it's Now just, he's just sitting in, like, his yeah, own juices in, like, a, in a lukewarm bubble I, bath. I literally wrote, but can you imagine he is literally bleeding out into the bath from his junk? <laughs> he's just stewing in his- I'm sure there's other stuff coming out besides just blood. Think about it. Didn't cut off the balls. No. So just free Roman balls. He's just got flopping ball. Oh, I bet you they're floating in the top of the bath water. <laughs> I don't know how dense are balls. I feel like they float. Do they not float? I don't know. I guess it depends on how Tell me about your balls, guys. how saggy they are. Eventually, Brands collapsed in the bathroom floor trying to get out of the bathtub. I would imagine so. His dick was chopped off and he's just been sitting in the juices for an hour. <laughs> so, a hot bath. Does not help. No. So Frankie helps him out of the bathroom. Oh, he's all shriveled to the up. bedroom, right? And they discuss calling an ambulance, but oh, they decided no. not to. Oh, good. Because, I don't know. I think that Brands was very concerned that he would be, like, outed as this freak in his well, real life. Well, I mean, you might be. You let a guy trap your dick off. At some point in the early morning the next day, 
Armin slits Bran's throat <gasps> to end his suffering because he was not dying and he didn't want him to sit there and just suffer for another like day. Yeah. So he slits his throat. So now he's dead. Oh God. Bran's okay. is dead. There was After a less he... bloody way of ending his life. But just give I, his... I don't think he's opposed to blood. Just give him more painkillers and let him go back to sleep. Just go to go to sleep. Shh. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Is that insensitive? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Just a smidge. Uh, anyway, so Armin began to take Brands' body apart <sighs> after he had died. He cut him up in a manner that he learned on the internet. Oh, God. From this is not appropriate. Possible stills of the scene that were found by people that described it in different things. Because the whole tape video of this happening was never, like, released in its entirely. Oh, God, I would hope not. Well, it was, but things have been deleted and it was the old web, so everything's, like, just bits and pieces. on the dark web. Oh, I'm sure. It looks like Armin cut off his head, then hung him up upside down from the ceiling and drained his blood from his neck like... Like a deer. Like a deer. Um... And following this, he cut him right down the middle like from between the legs all the way up to the deck. Because remember, no head. Yeah, like a deer. Kind of. But he didn't, like, skin him. He just cut him yeah. in half. Uh, anyway, so he then processed all the meat, pulverized the bones, and buried his head, hands, and feet in his garden in the backyard. Why the head, hands, and feet? Because you... That's the stuff you can... Can you imagine it, like, setting up, like, the head and then the hands and then... <laughs> like, like, like a little body? Like a little body. I'm assuming it's because it's the pieces that they can actually, like... Maybe it's almost like a trophy like to him. So thing? it's someplace where he can... Like a Kemper thing. Well, I don't know if he keeps them to, like, do stuff to, but no, I think but he... No, but he, like, buried the heads facing his mom. Yeah, so it's like... Maybe just having them close to him mm -hmm. so that it's not all gone when he eats it. That's fucking weird. I don't know. He then cooked up some of Rance's meat with his favorite recipe of rump steaks with peppers and wine sauce and potatoes. Mm, just, <laughs> just peppers and potatoes. Well, it's fine. He also minced up the grittier pieces of meat and made meatballs. Oh. According to Armin, his first meal with the meat was the rump steak from a piece of of the guy's back. Like um, a flank. Yep. Mm. Naming it a special occasion. From his haunches. And getting out his nice dinnerware and, and wine to match his meat. And in the meantime, is there just blood all over his apartment? Is I it feel like, like there has to be. Like he's just not cleaning. Like what but I'm picturing is he's doing this, not he cleaning said, it, and just roasting up like a... He said he has that soundproof slaughtering space, so I'm wondering if this is like a fucking Dexter type of situation with plastic, oh. and so it was like a pre pre planned, -planned thing. Um, he reported that his first bite was very strange, <laughs> and that he couldn't really describe it. And his quote is, "I spent 40 years longing for it and dreaming about it." He also said that human flesh tastes a lot like pork. Just stronger. It's the other white meat. It's the other other white meat. Baby. At the 
at this time, Bran's partner reported him missing because he didn't come back from his work trip. Um, but Bran's had basically deleted every trace of where he had gone because he didn't want technology to wasn't quite up to par as to where it is now. This is like 2001. So even like tracing is like more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, Armin began posting photos <gasps> of his um, video because I don't think he even put the video up all the way. I think he, he just, just took stills. like parts. And then at this time... Like, on the things that he was on, because people would admire it. Like, he was turned into, like, this mini celebrity on this, like, dark side of the web. Well, they probably thought it wasn't real, that it right. was, like... Like a pretend snuff film. Uh, he became obsessed with the video and masturbated to it regularly. Just beating his meat. Oh, just constantly. <laughs> While eating the other meat. Um, <laughs> once, <laughs> once Armin had eaten right around 60 pounds of Brands' meat within about 10 months... <gasps> Uh, he began searching for the next victim. Oh, God. One post he put up at this point said, Are you between 18 and 25 years old, normal and healthy? Healthy? Is it your desire to put an end to your life? But if you want something to make something that makes sense, then come to me. I'll slaughter you and use your body in a delicious, in delicious schnitzel and steaks. Oh, Wiener schnitzel. Right? Interested? Then please, please apply with indication of age, height, weight, preferably with photos. Frankie. Oh. Yeah. At this point, police are totally unaware that Armin is even involved in Brands' disappearance. Uh, a member from the Cannibal Cafe Forum contacted the police to let them know that Frankie seemed to want to do more than just talk about fantasies. Um, so this person's like, dude, this guy's fucked. So I'm sure he's doing things for real. Uh, on November 28th, 2002, the police were able to trace it back to Armin. They searched Armin's house because they went to arrest him for something. Something about, like, covering his computer something. Something minor. Yeah, Yeah, it was something minor that they could use to get a search Mm -hmm. warrant. And taking meat from the freezer and home videos. But they missed this little compartment in his freezer where Armin, like, hit all his super incriminating stuff. Armin was taken in for questioning. The videos were viewed, but none of them were the ones about Brance's death. And the meat was sent to get tested. It's not an instant thing, so they had no choice but to release him. After all this, Armin met a woman. He told this woman about all of the events that had happened. Um, and after he had done that, she convinced him to go tell the police everything. And so he did. On December 10th, 2002, he was arrested officially. And they went to do more complete and in-depth search of his house since they had a reason to be concerned. Mm-hmm. They dug in the garden and police found the hands, the head, the and the feet. Hit the little body! <laughs> um, and at this point... They also found the hidden compartment in the freezer, which held the video that they were looking for. And at the end of the day, they had collected 35 bags of meat that were tested positive for human. Gross. So they searched his computer and found the history of the last couple years, tracing the contacts back into the forum. They also found torture porn and were able to pull this back over to 
Brands' disappearance because of their contact, because he didn't delete his history, mm-hmm. just Brands did. With all this evidence they now had, on July 17, 2003, he was charged with murder for the purpose of sexual pleasure. And hold on. I lost my spot. I started just talking by myself. And disturbing the peace of the dead, so basically Mm -hmm. desecrating the corpse. There was a lot of debate throughout the trial about whether or not he should even be tried for these crimes, since the correspondence between Armin and Brands showed that Brands was completely voluntary and even an enthusiastic participant in the whole event. Mm Mm-hmm offering up his body and at the time there was no specific law in west germany about cannibalism being illegal as well as considering mental health issues there was a lot of like gray area but at the time of the actual actions being taken brands was under heavy influence of drugs and alcohol and so this means that he didn't necessarily have the capacity to give consent for something okay. like this. So it's like a like a rape type of situation right. where they're like, she was very drunk and doesn't even remember it. Does that mean that she gave consent? No. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of thing. Um, but then, oh no, it's going to yell at me because I'm going to die. Then you look at how Armin was more than willing to take him home, like, after he decided he didn't want right. to. And then he wanted to, to go back. So exactly. it's kind of so, like a... It kind of goes both ways. But that's no different than someone giving me a gun and saying, shoot me, I want to die. If I shoot them, well, I still murdered them. Exactly. It's that whole Kevorkian thing, too. It's like, they may have wanted to die and end their lives. It doesn't mean it's okay to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was Armin's, Armin's mental health, which he wasn't, conde- he wasn't deemed insane according to, like, laws. Um, but he obviously had some issues. It's just not so open and shut, basically, is what all this says. 19 minutes of the snuff video was shown to during the trial to the people in the court and journalists. <laughs> and the journalists and the public that were there were removed before that because mm-hmm. it is it was so graphic. Uh, on January 30th, 2004, Armin was found guilty of manslaughter, being sentenced to eight and a half years in prison um the prosecution was not happy because they felt that this was a premeditated murder and it should have been more than mm-hmm. a manslaughter charge but because of but this whole case kind of stirred up debate about consent and cannibalism in germany like right. redid some laws and wording in laws uh in april 2005 his sentence was appealed and he was retried and scheduled This was scheduled for the 12th of January in 2006. Prosecutors believed that Armin should have been convicted of murder, not manslaughter, along with having a life sentence rather than just a couple years. Their issue, their issues were whether or not he gave consent before he, before the time of this, it didn't matter. He wasn't able to blah, blah, blah. Same thing as we talked about. Another detail focused on in this retrial is whether or not it was a crime. The crime was done in for a sexual purpose. But I feel like, obviously, if he was masturbating to it later, it yes. was sexual. 
Armin stated during his trial that he wouldn't ever kill again because he did it once and he did satisfied him. But once again, when you look at 10 months later, he was looking for another right. victim. Clearly that was a lie. A uh, psychologist testified that Armin was likely to reoffend and that he was still having fantasies that he would devour young people. On May 9th of 2006, he was convicted of murder and now sentenced to life. And that sucks. He appealed his conviction and then got a harsher sentence. Uh-huh. So, because he had appealed it, because he it wasn't for a sexual reason, and then it turned into totally right. retrying and getting fucked. Right. But I feel like it was just a really fucked up case, and I had heard of it before, but I didn't know all the little fucking details. Mm-hmm. So I'm like... Oh, God. Oh, God. The entire time, I'm like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. But, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. Um, That is that, and he is in jail, and he is a terrible human. The end. Ooh. That was a good story, but it's very uncomfortable. I don't... There are moments in there that I was like, I'm uncomfortable with everything you just said to me. And... Scene. Scene. So that was, I mean, there were good, good cases. I feel like those, those turned out to be better than I anticipated them to be <laughs> for our unplanned season finale. Right. <laughs> season finale. I feel like yours should have ended it. Maybe. Because it was those, so lighthearted. Those kids escaped. Yay. Just remember all of them escaped even though they all had, like, drug problems and did issues afterwards. But it's, I mean, at least they escaped. got life in prison, so. Yeah, and he's down for the count. Oh, my lanta. My ears are hot. Probably a bottom in prison, too. Oh, I'm sure. You know what? He probably likes it, though. Yeah, he does. Just saying. Just saying. All right. All right. Well, guys, Merry Christmas. We will see you in the new year. Yeah, we will catch you on the first. Catch you on the flip side, Oh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Like I said, there'll be... We'll put some content out. It's just not going to be, like, a full... You'll see us. You'll hear from yeah, us. Yeah, it's just it, it's just not going to be new and full episodes. It's going to yeah. be bits and pieces of different things that we have together or we'll get together. So we'll see you on the first of the year. Tune in. Watch for mm-hmm. updates and fun things that we may or may not get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't forget, until then, spread the word. Spread review. yourselves. If you want. I mean. You do you, do you boo. Um, spread the word. Follow us, like us, review. Facebook, please. Instagram, Twitter. Oh yes, please review. I always Especially forget if you're to listening say it. on iTunes, like drop a review, drop a rate. Like I want to get those numbers. Get some up. action up in that bitch. I need some action. He needs some action. He's a hunter. <laughs> All, All right, right, guys. Thank you. Have a great holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. Belatedly. All the other things. Happy New Year. We'll see you on the first of the year, 2020. See you 2020, bitches. Coming at you live and living color. Coming at you live, 2020. Okay. We gotta stop saying that. Why would you just keep talking? Because that's what we do. I don't. Just keep fucking talking. Until we like drag out and then turn it off.